Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Samantha Marcus from sunny Los Angeles and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I want to wish all of you a happy St. Patrick's Day weekend. Go get your St. Patrick's Day desserts. Just go find a four-leaf clover and celebrate because this is such a great weekend and with this weekend there are so many new films coming out. We're going to talk about Captain Marvel. We're going to talk about Nancy Drew. We're also going to be talking about the Great Bear Rainforest and How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Right now we're going to be talking about Captain Marvel with Benjamin who's from D.C. and is 12 and Arjun who's from 17 and is from Nashville. So welcome to the show guys. Happy to be here. So, Captain Marvel, another fantastic Marvel movie, in my opinion, I think. I saw it last week, and um, I have to say I was pretty surprised, but I want to hear about your thoughts. So, Benjamin, what did you think about the film? Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I had some issues with the pacing, um, and I thought some characters were a little weaker than others. But overall, I just think it's another one. Um, Marvel's been on a streak for like the past five years of just making movies that are really fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. And when you say that you thought that some characters were weaker than others, can you elaborate on that? Sure. I was really disappointed with... um, the way the movie utilized the Kree Star Force, I felt like that was too big a part of a, the movie, but also I didn't um, feel like I got to know any of those characters. Um, and also her friend in the movie, Maria Rambeau, I would have liked to see more of her character because um, the actress did a good job. Yeah, I completely agree. And Arjun, what did you think? Did you think that some characters like Maria were portrayed better or worse than others? Or how did you like the film? Uh, I overall really liked it, but I do have to agree with his point that the characters aren't the greatest. I do think I do think one of the best aspects of the movie are the Skrulls. I think they're very well characterized, and um, I think they kind of make the movie at times. You know, they're very they're very intriguing to watch. But the Star Force itself, not not particularly memorable. Like Jude Law's in it, but I mean, you know, that's kind of it. Right, right. Yeah, I have to say that I think the same thing, too. I thought that they could have, like, developed the characters a little more. And I I was actually, like, really happy to see that this is the first Marvel movie with a woman lead in it. I mean, especially, like, we were just talking about last week on the show about women in media. So I thought that that was really cool. But, um, yeah, how Benjamin, how did you think that this was, like, the first film with a woman leading it? I know there was, like, a lot of controversy about it. But what do you think? Um, I thought Brie Larson did a very good job. I thought she brought the necessary quip value. Um, you know, she had good comedic timing, and particularly her chemistry with uh, Samuel Jackson I thought was very good, but I also felt like she gave the uh, care, uh, performance some emotional nuance as well um, and gave an all-powerful, godly being, um, made her more down-to-earth by giving her some vulnerability. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, I thought that she was just pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, there were so many things. I mean, I felt that I could really relate to her, too. And I think that that's one of the most important things in a movie is that when you really relate to the characters. But um, you both did say that you thought that the character development was a little, like, on the edge. There could have been things that could have been done better. So Arjun, 
Who was your favorite character, if you could pick one? Um, I would give it to Brie Larson just because, you know, I think she did a really good job. I did find the way that the the trailers portrayed her. It was not at all what we got in the movie. She was like, like he said, she had a lot of good quip value and she was very vulnerable at times. It makes her relatable almost. And just the way, you know, the way she says things and all of that, like it's, it's more of a down to earth human vibe I got going from her character. And I really liked it. But I do have to give a shout out to Ben Mendelsohn as Talos. Um, who is the main villain of the movie as the leader of the Skrulls, but he's really one of the most sympathetic villains we've had in Marvel in a while. I mean, okay, actually, we've had Killmonger and all of that, but I just, I really love watching the, the Skrulls, like their conflict, the civil war they have. Um, there's a lot of good, you know, look into both sides of the war, I guess. Yeah, and I have to say, too, there were some pretty amazing, like, twisting turning scenes like i don't want to give anything away but um as somebody who hasn't seen a lot of marvel movies i think that this is the first one that i've seen in a long time it was just it, i liked it because it was very easy to understand and i think sometimes when you watch movies and series you can like star wars for example if you start on like the third or fourth one you're gonna kind of get a little confused so i like that i could easily understand it but Benjamin, I want to know, since there have been other Marvel movies, were you really excited to see this film? Were you kind of nervous? Were you wanting it to live up to expectations? I mean, what do you think? I had really high expectations for this movie. And I think um, I do have to kind of look at it from a different point of view because I think I was what I was expecting was different from what I got. I was expecting more of a, like a Guardians of the Galaxy type movie. Um, and there are shades of that in here, but... Um, it really is kind of its own movie in a way, um, which I appreciated. You know, uh, the way they establish all these <coughs> worlds and characters, I thought was impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, not me not having seen any of the other ones before. I mean, it it's kind of like it was a really good movie, but it did have some things that it could improve upon. But um, I guess that it was really nice that we all agree that it was a good movie. Um, but. Um, you know, I guess you'll just have to see for yourself when you see it, because it is out now, so go check it out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Captain Marvel, Nancy Drew, the Great Bear Rainforest, and How to Train Your Dragon the Hidden World. Right now I'm talking to Benjamin and Arjun about Captain Marvel. So we were just talking about how this movie is like its own movie, even though it is part of the series. But Arjun, I do want to ask you, was there any part of the film, I know we talked about how you could relate to, like, Brie Larson and everything like that, but was there a part of the film that you thought was just like, wow, like, I can totally relate to this, or a part of the film that you even just really enjoyed in general? Uh, I do think, um, no spoilers here, but I think there, there's a scene in particular where she activates her powers, and she sort of, like, has flashes to memories of how she always falls and, you know, gets, like, beaten at times. And, like, and I thought it was a really inspirational scene because, of course, she gets up. And I thought it was a very good down-to-earth scene because, like, you know, if you present her as some powerful, like, all-being, which she kind of is, um, you know, audiences aren't going to relate as well. But if we see, like, um, a source of weakness that is also a source of strength in a way, um, it's, it's a very relatable aspect. Yeah, I think that sometimes we look at superheroes and we're just like, wow, they are so amazing and that they don't have any flaws or anything like that. But I like in this movie how they always, they show how her memory is so important to her and how past experiences like do shape who she is. And one of the things that I hope this is not spoiling, but um, I know that she was 
talking about people were telling her that her emotions often overrule her powers and that's how sometimes she you know like maybe she isn't <coughs> maybe she doesn't not make it through something but if she is fighting that it makes her weaker because she has emotions but i actually think it makes you stronger so it's just it was really great and um benjamin i want to know I don't want to. I don't want you to like give away any spoilers about the ending of the film. But what did you think about how the movie ended? Like, was it something that would you see this movie again? I mean, did you think that they could have included more? What do you think? I've actually seen this movie three times now. Um, not wow. on purpose. Uh, yeah, I went to see it once. I uh, went to see it once with my friends, and then one of my uh, other friends wanted to see it. And um, I will say that is one of the things I like about this movie is. It gets better with repeat viewings because one of my other issues with this movie is it kind of drops you right into it and explains things a little later, which I thought was a little jarring. But watching it again, um, things were improved for me mostly, and um, I appreciated a lot more of the things I liked and um, found it easier to ignore some of the things I didn't. Was there something that you particularly remember learning the second or third time that you watched it? Um, it's, like you said, this movie has a lot of twists and turns, and, I mean, as any movie with twists and turns, it's always fun seeing little clues they give you, um, after watching it another time. Wow, yeah. Well, that's great. I'm glad you saw it three times. Three times is better than one, so that's awesome. And, um, Arjun, how does this compare to other Marvel movies that you've seen? Is it on the higher end, lower end? What do you think? I think it's more in the middle end. It's definitely not as low as some of the things they've done, um, but it's definitely not at the height of some of the things they've done. I do think Black Panther was a little better in terms of like an origin story. I think the movie's main issue and the main gripe I have with it is I think the performances, even the story is absolutely amazing. But uh, while I do recognize it's a solid direction, um, with movies like Thor Ragnarok and even Guardians of the Galaxy, it didn't feel like the movie had a particular style of its own. It just kind of felt like scenes being directed together at times. But um, I overall still like the movie. I think if it had a, a tone or like a style like Thor Ragnarok or something of that sort, maybe maybe not as like goofy or comic and over the top as that movie, but it did it so well. Um, I do think it would be a much stronger movie. Yeah, I agree, and um, I'll definitely have to check out Black Panther because I haven't seen that, but I'm sure it was equally as good, or maybe it was not as good or better. I don't know. I'll have to check it out, but um, thank you so much. And Benjamin, can you tell me, what is the age rating for this film? Um, I'm going to give this movie an age rating of 8 to 18 for um, some sci-fi violence, and there's uh, some language in there. Great, and Arjun, what would you say is the star rating for this film? Um, I would give it a four out of five stars, probably. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you both so much for talking about Captain Marvel. No problem. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus from sunny Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids vs. Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sesame Street Celebrate Family. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm benjamin from washington dc and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about captain marvel and next we'll be talking with calista bess about nancy drew and the hidden staircase so how's it going today it's going good so, um, what did you think of Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase? I thought it was a really fun movie. I don't really have much of a connection to Nancy Drew, but that didn't really change much as the movie was a really good movie, even on its own. What is this Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase about? Well, obviously, it's based off of one of the Nancy Drew books, and it tells the story of Nancy, who was moved to a small town called River Heights, And she meets a woman named Flora who's reportedly having strange paranormal activity going on in her house. And Nancy decides to investigate the house alongside her friends and Flora's niece, Helen. Who is your favorite character in this movie? Uh, I would definitely have to say uh, Flora. Because not only did she remind me a lot of an aunt I have, and um, she was just overall a really fun character... She was played very well by Linda Lavin. She was very entertaining and overall just a fantastic character. 
So Nancy Drew is quite a popular literary character. How do you feel Sophia Lillis um, did in the role? Uh, she now I think it is important for it is important to know that Nancy Drew. I actually only learned this recently. Nancy Drew has been around since the thirties, which is ridiculous to believe. But obviously, when you have a char- character who has been around for that long and is still making like books and so much like profit today, obviously she's got to change for the times. And I feel like Sophia Lillis does a very good modern adaptation of this character. You know, she's, I feel like she did a really good job of making this like kind of weird outcast girl, but like such a fun character. I, I really love Sophia Lillis in this movie. What changes did this film make to adapt to Nancy Drew for the modern age? Um, and do you think, or why or why not, were these chances warranted? I think, I don't know much about the previous Nancy Drew books and stuff like that. But I think overall, this story did work really well in a modern context. I do feel like a, there were a few moments where it felt like kind of belonged in an old in an older tiny story like i don't know why but the whole town of river heights kind of felt like it was a few it it kind of existed a few decades ago i don't really know how to describe it but like there's a scene where um nancy and her dad go to like this sort of like a small marketplace and it looks like it belongs like in like, I don't know, like, the 50s? It was weird to describe, it's weird to describe, but, like, there are a few times where it kind of looks aesthetically like it's, um, like it takes place in an older time period, but overall, the movie just kind of works so well in a modern context, like, it, like, it doesn't even feel like you need to know that Nancy Drew is such this old character, it just feel, it just works so well, it didn't really feel like they had to change much. Um, what element of the production of this movie impressed you the most? I think overall this movie kind of feels like it didn't really need that big of a budget because it's not like they needed to do much in terms of like special effects or like stunts or anything like that. So I think there's not really anything that impressed me specifically other than I'd say the sets and costuming. Because the sets were really, really interesting. Um, for example, the house that has like all these paranormal activity, um, the it this mansion, the house is basically like this giant mansion with all these really interesting like props and like the grass is like painted all these different colors. It's just it's so interesting to look at. Would be curious um, about seeing more film. Um, for Miss Iteration and Nancy Drew and why? Oh, definitely. Uh, while I was doing research for the review of Nancy Drew, I ended up looking through like a list of all the books and there are like hundreds of books. Like it's ridiculous how many they made. I mean, obviously since she's a character that's been around since the 30s, there would be a lot of books. But there's, I did not believe that there were that many books. So there's, I feel like some kind of like connected universe of all of the like some kind of like cinematic universe of all these uh not all of them obviously that would be way too many 
but a sort of connected universe with all these Nancy Drew movies. I think that would just be interesting because there's so many stories to pull from. I think there's a lot of potential for so many different stories because there's so many different like types of source material to pull from. There's a lot of potential there. You said you didn't have a lot of issues with this movie, but what were your main flaws with it? I only had one major issue with this movie is that I felt that the mystery was way too easy to solve. And I do understand that the Nancy Drew books are aimed at kids. But even then, I felt like it was way too easy to figure out what was going on. Like, I knew instantly what the twist was going to be. So it really wasn't that hard to solve. But that's basically it. Um, and what age rating would you give this movie? Uh, I would give this movie 7 to 18. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Captain Marvel, Nancy Drew, and the Hidden Staircase, Great Bear Rainforest, and How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Today, uh, and right now I'm talking to Callista about Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase. Let's get back to the interview. So, what impressed you about the music in this film? I didn't really notice much about the... I didn't really notice the music that much, to be honest, though. Like, it, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I kind of have a hard time noticing mo- music in movies, but when it's really good, I'll, like, acknowledge it. But I really didn't notice much about the music in this movie. What lesson, what's the main lesson of Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase? I feel the main lesson, it could probably come from the main friendship between Nancy and... Uh, her two other best friends and uh, Flora's niece Helen because at the beginning of the movie it seems like Helen is going to be a stereotypical mean girl character which as many people here probably know is a stereotype that has been done to death but instead actually they did something that I'm surprised I haven't seen that often they turn the mean girl character into a friend uh, halfway through the movie and they actually give her a character arc which is Kind of surprising because it, this is a stereotype that there really isn't much else you could do. But actually turning the mean girl into a friend is something I've never seen any other piece of media do. Which, I'll be honest, I was really impressed with that. I was really impressed with this. So I feel like the lesson would probably come from um, being able to make the best out of a bad situation because... A big part of the beginning of the movie is that Nancy did not want to move to River Heights and she did not like it. And she thinks that a small town would be really boring, but she ends up learning to just make the best of what she has and be friend and just hang out with her friends. So you said you like Sophia Lillis in the main role, but um, what performances in the supporting cast did you enjoy? All three of Nancy's uh, friends, uh, George, Bess, and Helen, all of them were amazing. And I just kind of feel like um, George and Bess, uh, played by Zoe Renee and Mackenzie Graham, respectively, I feel like they were kind of shoved to the side a lot of the time, which kind of sucks because they were really good. So I do feel like they should have been in it more. But yeah, those three were really good. Um, were the mystery, can you talk a little bit about the mystery elements of this film, and were you impressed by them? Basically, the main 
uh, mystery is because um, there's a scene where Nancy, Helen, and Flora are witnessing all the supposed paranormal activity. And the next day, they kind of discuss, like, did that actually happen? Was that really a ghost? Because when you actually see it, you kind of think there's no way this could have been an actual ghost. So most of the mystery kind of comes from how that whole, how that weird night was set up and what really happened. And as I previously mentioned, I thought the mystery was really easy to solve. Because I thought that, because they made it really obvious who sort of the villain was going to be. And there's like, there's a kind of a double twist that's also pretty easy to under, that's also pretty easy to figure out. So I really wouldn't, I don't think like if you want a a movie that's going to like really challenge you, you should choose this one. But overall, I still would watch it because I think it's a really fun movie either way. Um, well, what star rating would you give Nancy Drew in The Hidden Staircase? Uh, I would give it three out of five stars. Well, thank you for talking with me today. Thank you for having me. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin from Washington, D.C. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sesame Street Celebrate Family. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids. Kids make smart consumers. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the new film, Nancy Drew, and next we're going to be talking with Ava, who's from Las Vegas and is 11, about the Great Bear Rainforest. Welcome to the show, Ava. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you, and we're so excited to hear about the Great Bear Rainforest, because who doesn't love great things, bears, and rainforests? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I'm excited. So, but I want you to do the talking. So tell me, what did you think of this documentary? It was a very interesting documentary. Honestly, I wish it was longer because I feel like I could have gotten so much more information. But it had really interesting and fun like little clips to watch in it. And overall, it was a good movie or documentary. How long was it? It was like 45 minutes. Oh, 40, yeah, that's not very long at all. I know what you mean by you probably could have gotten more out of it if it was longer, but sometimes short and sweet is better. But, of course, as film critics, we love having the movies longer so we could say more about them. But <laughs> yeah. um, that's super cool. So tell me, what was it about? Well, it was about the Great Bear Rainforest and, like, the animals that live in it, like bears, and also had, like, people in it who studied or had a passion for these bears and rainforests, and it was really fun to watch, especially my favorite part was just when they show the videos of animals, because I thought, like, they were so cute, especially the spirit bear, which is, I'm pretty sure they mentioned, a endangered species, but I'm not sure. That's super cool. So I can tell you're an animal lover, right? Yes. Okay, so... I know that all you animal lovers out there will probably love the Great Bear Rainforest because, you know, there are a lot of animals in it. It's about a rainforest. What could get better than that? Mm-hmm. So, um, that's awesome. So, what would you say was your favorite animal in it? Um, the spirit bear, like I mentioned before, because it's like, it looks like a polar bear, except it's in a rainforest, and it just looks so fluffy, and I, I think it's so adorable. That's cool. Well, that would probably be one of my favorites, too. But I'll have to check it out and see for myself. So, with all the animals that were in this film, would you say that there was, like, a particular scene or moment in the film that you really, really enjoyed? Not necessarily, but... Because I think all of the scenes of, like, the animals were really enjoyable. And it was just... I th- Yeah, I think all of them were good. I don't have, like, a particular favorite part okay that's fine too and knowing what you know now about the great bear great bear rainforest do you think that you'd ever go visit there one day um i don't know because i'm not really an outdoorsy person i don't really like going like outside a lot and especially in a rainforest But I would go there just to see the animals, so I guess. Okay. Well, that's great, too. We love that. And so this documentary, compared, have you seen any other documentaries? Um, yes. I've seen some about pandas, also by IMAX theaters. And 
I saw another one about butterflies, and that one was fun. How does this documentary compare to other ones that you've seen about animals? Well, this one, I feel like, wasn't as detailed as the other ones I've seen about animals. Like, the other ones actually kind of had, like, a story in it. This one was just, like, I don't know, just a bunch of facts. And when it has a story in it, like a true story of what happens, like with the pandas, it makes it a little more interesting to watch. But overall, this was, like, a good documentary. Well, that's okay. I mean, documentaries are, like, I could imagine how hard they are to film, too, because it's really all about the truth, and especially if it's about endangered species, too, because we don't really learn a lot about that in our science classes. I mean, I know I've learned about pandas, but I don't think I've ever learned about the animals that you're talking about, so that's super cool, but um, I'm sure that, you know, maybe in school we'll learn about it more, maybe if not. I mean, it's really nice to hear that the Great Barrier Rainforest, like, touches on everything, which is super cool, so... You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're going to be talking about Captain Marvel, Nancy Drew, the Great Bear Rainforest, and How to Train Your Dragon, the Hidden World. Right now, we're talking to we're talking to Ava about the Great Bear Rainforest. So Ava was just telling us how this documentary is not as detailed, but it was still really good, and I think that's something that we should all be really proud of. So when you found out that you were going to see this film, what were your expectations? I mean, I know you've seen other documentaries before, but were you really excited? Were you a little nervous? Because, you know, I would be a little nervous, like, watching about endangered species and everything because it's so sad to see how little there are. But um, what do you think? Yeah, um, so when I found out I was going to review this film, I was, like, excited, but at the same time, I was a little nervous because of what you just said and but overall is really excited and I think it's great that this film showed endangered species and because a lot of kids sometimes don't have the chance to see them and if they go extinct then like you can't see them. Yeah, and I think that these documentaries also give us a lot of awareness about what we can do to help. I mean, I know we're not near the Great Bear Rainforest, but, I mean, like, little things we can do in even our community to just help these animals. Because, you know, especially animals in media, I don't really see a lot of animals in media unless you watch, like, documentaries like this. But um, it would be really, really cool to have animals, like, still being in it. So it's really awesome to keep our endangered species, like keep them safe because we don't have that many of them so that's great and was there any part of the film I know it's about animals but since you are an animal lover was there any part of the film that you really related to like I said before it showed some like people who loved animals and studied them and had a passion for studying them I don't really like to study them but I do have a true passion for animals because I think that they are so cute yeah, that that's true. I mean, there are so many animals, but just to see them on the screen, like, it really makes you wish that you were there, because oh, I only wish I could, like, touch all of these animals that are in these films, because they are so cute, like you said. So, do you think that there's going to be another documentary, or do you think that they pretty much covered everything? I mean, I know you said it was a little not as detailed, but do you think that they should make another one? I do think that they should make another one. 
but I don't think that they are, because knowing IMAX, I've, like, seen a couple of their documentaries, and they usually only make one, and they, I could tell they try to make it as detailed as possible, and they really did try to put a lot of details in, although I wished for more, I don't think they're gonna make another one. Okay, yeah, I mean, they probably might not, but we'll keep our eyes open, maybe we can be hopeful, and, um... I know we really don't want to talk about the endings of films because those are spoilers. And I know this was probably like really intense watching the whole documentary because, you know, even talking about endangered, endangered species and people like studying these animals, I'm sure it wasn't all happy-go-lucky because we have to face the reality of these endangered species. So this film's ending, I mean, what did you think about it? Um... Well, I mean, it was happy, I can tell you that, and when when it ended, I'm, I was kind of like, wait, that's all? Because I kind of expected that it would only be 45 minutes, like, like usually most of their films, but I kind of was like, where I need more detail, I want to find out more, because it was a good film, I just wanted more of it. Yeah, and as far as music goes, was there a lot of music in this film? I mean, I know, like, they can really get you in the heart. They can struck, I don't know what the phrase is. I think it's struck, oh, strike a chord. That's the phrase. Sorry, I'm at a loss for words. But you can really strike a chord when you are seeing these films, especially with the really sad music. So how is the music in this film? Well, the music honestly wasn't that sad, but I didn't really honestly noticed the music but i think it did put a nice touch into the documentary and what did you think about the cinematography in this film i feel like it's pretty good overall but yeah i don't really have an opinion on it but i liked it it was a good everything about this film was just great Except for um, the how long it was, because if it was longer, like I said before, I could have gotten so much more information. That's true. Well, luckily, you know, we, it was great, even for the 45 minutes that it was. And why do you think that somebody should see this film? Like, let's say they're not even an animal lover at all. Like, why should somebody see this documentary? Well, even if you don't like animals, I think that it's... I recommend anyone to watch this film because it really gives you, like, a look into what's happening on a different part of the world and the animals that might, you know, be gone later. And I think it's just, I think it would really teach you something because it's entertaining and educational. And it's just, I think... Yeah, like I said before, anyone could enjoy this film. Yes, and who doesn't love animals? I mean, come on. Like, animals are the best. They are so loyal and lovely, and they're great. And um, my last question to you is, what would you say is the age and the start rating for this documentary? So, my age recommendation is probably, like, 5 to 18. 18 and older. Because... Sometimes, if you're younger, you might not understand what's going on, but it still shows, like, really cool, interesting videos of, like, the animals, and 
I feel like younger audiences would enjoy it, as well as older audiences, because they would understand it, as well as get to see these amazing videos. And my star rating is 4 out of 5, because probably my main issue with it is how long it is, and how much detail I could have gotten. And But besides that, it was a really good movie. Well, we are so happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for talking about The Great Bear Rainforest. Thank you for having me. Sure, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus from sunny Los Angeles. Well, sometimes. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Sesame Street Celebrate Family. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids Make smart consumers. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin Price and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Captain Marvel, Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase, and Great Bear Rainforest. And now we'll be talking with Arjun and Abraham about How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Let's get started. So, Arjun, what did you think of this film? Um, I I thought it was a very good movie. Um, I don't think I liked it as much as the first two, just because 
those are about near masterpieces in my opinion, but I still do think it's a very good conclusion to this series. I do think it could have benefited from a faster pace initially, and um, there are just some payoffs which are a little disappointing. And I I agree with you on the um, not holding up to the first two as much. I do kind of excuse it a little bit because the first two are so great that it's kind of hard to keep a streak. Um, but then that said, I do think it concluded the series very well as well. Abraham, what is this movie about? Um, this film is about where Hiccup and his uh, his friends find out about dragon trappers and decide to move their dragons to a, a safer location. But that is not the main reason they moved their dragons to a safer location. They were actually running, running out of space on Earth. So they go to an obscure island to find the hidden world, which is a land where dragons live freely and safely. And they also get caught up with a toothless finding a female night fury. Um, Arjun, what did you think about the element of um, romance for Toothless as a character this time around? I do think that the romance of this movie is one of the best aspects of the movie. It was very um, well done comedy, I guess, like the scene where he's trying to impress the Light Fury. And it also adds for some of the best visuals in the movie where the two are just flying together in like just bright areas. Some of the best animation I've seen in the decade. Um, I do think it was a very good element. Um, Abraham, what sort of expectations did you have going into this movie? Um, I had very high expectations, especially because of the past two films that I enjoyed a lot. And since I've been a fan of this film, um, I don't think my expectations were necessarily met. That's not saying it was a bad movie, but I, I didn't, I don't think it met my expectations. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I The first one is one of my favorite movies of all, all time, really. And I really liked the second one. So I was like, oh, man, it's going to be the best one yet. And I did have some issues with it. So, um, Arjun, um, who's your favorite character in this film? Let's see. Um, I do think that all of the main returning cast is good. But I did really like the villain in this movie. Even if he was very random for a type of concluding story like a dragon trapper really but um f murray abraham who plays him i think his name's grimmel uh he's very good he's very charismatic and he has everything that we can kind of see in a villain who's formidable but he's, he's also just super fun to watch i do think that the scene um shoot what's her name but she's like one of the twins she's played by uh tough nut or rough nut i forget rough, which uh, yeah, one Chris they kind of blend together yeah. Yeah, they just have similar names. I did think that the scene where she's kind of like trapped by Grimo and she's trying to talk him into letting her free. Um, I did think that was one of the funniest scenes. And I do think that was an impressive like improv scene, I guess, from Christian Wig. I really, I really liked the scene where she was in prison, but I thought I, it would have been fine if it was just a one-off comedic scene. But then I was kind of disappointed with how it's fa- factored um, so largely into the plot later. Um, so, yeah. Abraham, did you like the story in this film? I don't think it was necessarily the best. I th- don't think it was necessarily the best story. It was entertaining, but it did have some pacing issues, I felt, overall. It wasn't the best or the worst, though. Um, And also, I'm curious. I'm not going to give away the ending here or anything, but... um. 
How did this movie hit you emotionally? Uh, this is for both of you. Oh, uh, well, it did definitely hit me emotionally. The fact that um, this is kind of the last movie in the trilogy and we're not really going to see any of these characters. I do think that it was one of the most emotional conclusions to a movie I've seen recently. I did think it worked v- very well. In fact, if I do have to give this movie one thing, the second half, just like as they sort of of build towards the end game for this franchise and they and they show the end game that was marvelously done i just feel like it opens really slow and it, it just it takes a while to get, gain its momentum and show us where the franchise is truly headed but once we reach that point it's a brilliant movie i thought that as well um i thought the ending was a very i thought the ending was very well done i think that was probably the best part of the movie and, uh, yeah, the, I don't know. The beginning just got, was a bit slow. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I thought the first, it was fun to see the characters back on screen at the very beginning. But there's 30 to 45 minutes in there that are kind of unfocused. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Captain Marvel, Great Bear Rainforest, and today... And right now, I'm talking with Abraham and Arjun about how to train your dragon in the hidden world. So let's get back to the interview. Um, Arjun, who's your favorite? Or, um, who's your favorite voice actor in this film, and why? I did like a lot of them. I think we do have to give a um, special shout out to Gerald Bu- Gerard Butler, who kind of returns in flashbacks, almost to stoic. I thought that was one of the most emotional scenes of the movie. It was definitely one of the best ones. I did, obviously, I love Jonah Hill as, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, definitely the characters, the, the characteristics are more memorable than the names, but that's kind of just, you know, it's a Viking thing. Um, but he was a very good character as well. I kind of liked how he was just kind of hitting on Hiccup's mom, and that was kind of a funny element to the story. You know, he, he really just, he makes, his character is just funny. You know, he's like the comedic relief but I do think that all of the returning cast members gave it their best, as this is truly just the final movie, and it was very emotionally charged, the voice acting. Um, Abraham, are you sad to see these movies go? I'm sad, but I think it was kind of its time. I think three movies was enough, and it left off. It, it ended on a really good note, and I, I am sad to go, but I think it was its time. Arjun, um, this the ending of this movie is kind of emotional, but do you think this was a satisfying ending um, to this trilogy? Uh, it's an absolutely satisfying ending to the trilogy. It's very emotional, but it's very satisfying. It's bittersweet. It's it's a perfect blend of bittersweet. Um, I do think we could have maybe benefited from another movie because they really rushed towards the conclusion. like, Or they could have made the movie a little longer and maybe showed like, you know, just gave a montage of basically Hiccup and, you know, him having kids and all that because they kind of just cut to, like, you know, a five-year-later montage, and I did find that a little jarring at first, but it's it's overall a very well-done conclusion. Abraham, can you talk a little bit about um, some of the characters' arcs in this film? I thought there's not much of an arc, I guess, in this film, but I feel like the characters had an arc overall in the entire series. For like Hiccup starts off as a a, a kid that doesn't know much and becomes this 
this uh, chief of this Viking village. And I think his arc has been very impressive overall in throughout the films. But I don't think Ness, the characters in this movie had an arc compared to the others. And it was and you and it was more of a seeing them grow throughout the films. Arjun, what do you think was missing from this movie? Um, I don't think anything in particular is missing. I think it features everything that made the first two really successful, like great characters, beautiful animation. Um, just that overall, I just I overall had an issue with how it started, and it's a little bit less epic than I expected. I kind of wanted a more epic scale for like a conclusion. Um, I absolutely love the conclusion, but the just sort of the causing point of the conclusion was a little anticlimactic. I, still, I overall love this movie. I think it's one of the best animated movies I've seen in a while. But um, when you compare it to the first one, it uh, it definitely hold up. It doesn't hold up as well. But I just say it's a smi- I'll just say it's a little bit less better. But I mean, it's still a great movie. It's overall a great franchise. Um, Abraham, what is the lesson of this film? The lesson of this film is that even if you are great friends with someone, letting them go and do something else is not making you two separate. It's actually bringing you closer together because you can trust that person and not letting you go. Arjun, what age rating would you give this movie and why? I think I'd give it a 6 to 18 just because there might be some frightening scenes for young children. And there might have been one or two uses of like super mild language, like nothing bad. Abraham, what star rating would you give this movie and why? Um, I would give this film 4 out of 5 stars. The reason I didn't give it higher is because I felt some of the movie was paced very strangely, and it, it, it and yeah, it was just paced a bit strange at points, and it kind of got boring in the beginning, and it was kind of boring in the beginning. Well, thank you both for talking with me today. No problem. Problem. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest review of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the, uh, the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Sesame Street Celebrate Family. I'm Benjamin. Price, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.